0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. Uh, It's me, Greg O'Keefe, Phil Kirkbride, the Everton correspondent and Tony Scott. And, well, what a weekend it was for the Blues, certainly off the pitch. The big news, the biggest for a long time, I think, really, in terms of the the general uh, club news and moving forward into the future. Farhad Mashiri announced as the club's new investor, a majority, of the largest single shareholder. So, what does that mean for the club? And, we're going to ask this week, does it mean that next season Everton will be challenging for the title? Phil, obviously it's, when you say it out loud, it's quite a grand statement. But, firstly, what's your take on the Moshiri deal? And, and do you think it could lead to a title challenge? Oh,
1: just Gary Lineker, who, just under a week ago before this all got announced, reckoned that Everton could do a Leicester and challenge for the title so plenty of his thoughts now he probably thinks they're going to go in the Champions League as well maybe but uh, no in all seriousness it would be a monumental jump wouldn't it from where we're probably going to finish this season which you know best case scenario probably would be six worst case scenario probably roughly where they are now so that would be a gigantic leap this isn't a cop-out answer but the truth of the matter is I couldn't answer that question properly until we know or get a feel for the extent of what Mr. Mashiri will do for the club in the transfer window this summer,
0: well, we haven't spoken to him yet. No, you know he's done no interviews, no, no publicity.
1: Um, but the impression that I've been given from the manager is that he will be given, you know, significant resources somehow. Significant, maybe in comparison to what he was previously expecting. So it can only bode well that we will be going up the, you know, in the right direction towards. You know, towards the, the the higher echelons of the table. As for title challengers, I think that would be a step too far. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I understand that. You know, people would people would maybe make you know put two and two together. But I think if Everton the challenging for the top four
2: next season, then you know I'd be more than happy. So, I disagree, Phil. I think there's no reason why Everton cannot. Go for a title chase next season, you've seen what Leicester have done this season, and on paper, I think Everton's squad is much better than Leicester City's. Leicester City were on the verge of relegation last season, and within the space of 10 months, have turned that into turn that around and possibly champions elect. The way things are going at the moment, I don't see no reason why Everton shouldn't be, especially with the looks like with the promise of investment from Farad Masiri. So, uh, I it wouldn't. I wouldn't rule that out at all.
0: This to be a one-off though this season in terms of Leicester, you know, challenging. Obviously, Tottenham got a chance to win. It. Do we? Is the fear the Premier League just settles back into its normal rhythm next year?
2: Well, there's a possibility of that, but we thought that when with Liverpool nearly won it two seasons ago, didn't they? After that, and it, if someone throws about ten or twelve wins together, I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. Who knows what can come of it? But yeah. what I do. Well, I don't dislike about the Premier League next season, that you're going to have obviously Everton with a lot of money with the backing that they're going to have. You're going to have Manchester City with with um, Guardiola, they're going to have money to spend. Chelsea, which looks like with Conte, they're going to have money to spend. Manchester United with the possibility of Jose Mourinho, money to spend. Arsenal are going to have money to spend. Yeah. Tottenham, Champions League money. Looks like they're, being there. they're going to have money to spend. So it's not going to be just Evan. They're going to be splashing the cash. Plus Jürgen Klopp, he's going to have money to spend. With Liverpool, yeah. you're going to have about eight teams throw money around like confetti. Big money. Yeah. Big money. It's not going to be 20, 30 millions. There's going to be a flash of cash there on the summer.
0: Phil, it's relative though, isn't it? I mean, Tony's right. The Premier League's getting more and more lucrative every season. And clubs are traditionally mid-table size. Stoke City is spending big. I think they spent the biggest in Europe in January by bringing in their most most recent midfielder. But it allows Everton to go within limits, and we we might talk about that later, and spend even beyond your stokes this world, does it?
1: Yeah, and I don't claim to have the greatest grasp of football finance at all, but I think trying to put it into kind of a layman's terms, you've taken away the clubs that have got Huge, like huge, hugely wealthy owners. City, City Chelsea, etc., et et yeah. Or Manchester United, who've got commercial revenues dreams that yeah. most clubs could only dream of. You take those teams out out of the equation. That kind of parity, almost that you had with, as you mentioned, Stokes. Maybe well, Palace have got investment now, but you know those sort of level teams that you mid tier level teams that you spoke about, where it almost became a level playing field because of the TV deal. But now Everton have got. A billionaire investor. Hopefully, that that you know that just edges them closer to that elite pack, in the sense of being able to maybe you know where this summer they may have had to go neck and neck with with a club hypothetically for a, for the signing of one player. Maybe now they'll have the resource to to, to leave that club behind in that respect. Look
0: like at Shaqiri, for example. Right, Everton were interested, and in we believe last summer he went to Stoke. I find it hard to believe he went to Stoke because he was lured to the Britannia and the Potteries. He went to stove probably because of Morning, money, didn't he? Yeah. Because Peter Coates offered him more, you know, was, at the end of the day, more Queen's head on the tail wasn't yeah. in terms of salaries. You would hope that's not going to happen anymore. So, Phil said it then, Everton have got a billionaire investor and sat here, it, I always think it still hasn't quite dawned on me that this is the reality that we're living now. I think uh, Ever, Ever- Everton... The billionaire. No, no. Uh, uh, they
2: can't smile wide enough Evertonians, at the moment. I think they've been waiting for this news for so, so long and I think... A few of them, like, like ourselves, just wondering, as it actually happens, is <laughs> the, the penny finally dropped yeah. and we, we finally, as this giant finally woken up, do you know what I mean? It's one of the greatest football clubs in England, if not Europe, and finally it's got the, the, the flexibility now to go and tackle these top clubs in Europe now. Why not? We can go and match these now. There's no excuse for Everton not to be going in for any player than which other, any other football club. Obviously, you're gonna have the, the teams like Tottenham, Chelsea, even Chelsea are in the Champions League now. So you're gonna have teams who are all going for these type of players. Everton have got to be in the mix for them. Now yeah. there's no two ways about it. They've got the financial clout to do it. There's
0: no excuses no more. For so long haven't we? We've been we've been quoting Elton John and your famous hits <laughs> on the karaoke. In the car. <laughs> When it comes to going in for players, ultimately yeah. money talks, doesn't
2: it? It does. The ninety nine well, I'd say ninety nine percent
0: of footballers do move to football clubs now for the money. Outside of the London factor, some just wanna live in London at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> some some want to play for a club that's guaranteed Champions League football. But outside of that
2: outside of that, that I don't think they stuff. look at when a player comes to a football club and they go, Ooh, have they won the league nine times or What, do they get 40000 a week? It doesn't interest them. All they want to see is the bank balance at the end of each month and what goes in and what goes out. And that's all they're interested in. And with what Everton have now got, they have got this behind them now. There's no, as I said, there's no excuse for Everton not to be going in for every top player going now in
0: the summer. There's no excuse for it no more. It's interesting what it does to the fan base, isn't it? Because for for a long time, there's been a growing kind of fracture in, in Everton's fan base between supporters who want to go and watch the club every week, will be prepared to see them, not tread water, but accept the reality of the financial landscape they're in, like the days when we beat Arsenal or United, uh, and won't really expect any more. Mm. You know that, very pragmatic. And then fans who, maybe are not as pragmatic, but a lot more idealistic, and demand nil the optimum. They wanted Everton, and they want Everton to be back among the best. And frankly, they've been very disillusioned with Mm. the board, as it was. Particularly very critical of Bill Kenwright. Mm. Let go if you love the club, etc, etc, etc. I wonder where that whole Mm. fractured fan base is going to go because things have changed very quickly in the space of 24 hours. Now, we're yet to see, before we get carried away, evidence of... We haven't heard him speak yet. Mm. We certainly haven't seen the colour of his money because he hasn't even been ratified by the Premier League yet. Although we expect that's just... Fore, foregone Formality, conclusion yeah, yeah. but almost everything about Everton could change really we could even have a new, realistically have a new stadium before long and that was something that was looking at really you know when was that going to happen yeah, generally speaking exactly, yeah. we could be going through the biggest period of change in, in the club's history but it's about it's time though isn't
2: it it is about time got, it Ever- evertonians
0: day, if any football club and
2: any set of supporters deserve this news surely it's Everton. Surely these supporters, you've seen nothing for twenty odd years. Absolutely not seen the rivals win everything going, seen everyone overtake them in terms of off the pitch and on the pitch more or less now. Now's their time. Now they've got no excuses. But what I it finds interesting is that what is Mr. Moshiri's plans first? What does he want to get things sorted on the pitch or off it, mm. i.e., stadium or players? What comes first? What do you think, Phil? What do you think?
1: My hunch, and again, you know, we need to make it clear that we've not had the chance to speak to him yet, and we're looking forward to doing and and, and chatting with him. My hunch would be, and again, try to feed off what the manager's been, been sort of hinting and telling me is that I think he'll back, help back the club and the manager on the field in summer, almost like a statement of intent. And I think his priority, though, will be to find start finding a resolution to the stadium. I think that will be the big two areas, and then I think maybe as time passes and you know as we see this, you know it looks in all likelihood like it would be a gradual phase yeah. takeover. So as he then starts to gather a controlling stake and a bigger stake of the football club, when it effectively becomes his, in effect, then maybe he'll start to then again go again with the with the funds for the team. But I think they're the two key areas. Start on the right foot with the statement of intent by helping the manager, but in the background, get the wheels in motion on a resolution, whether it's a redevelopment of Goodison or it's finding a, a new stadium and, and, and the plot of land in the city for them.
2: For someone who's not savvy with the financial state of the football club, yeah, when it comes to the takeover, eventually, a state takeover is what he's done, isn't it, where he basically gets his feet under the table and then then takes over the football well, as, Yeah, as we understand
0: it, yeah, it's, it's something that, I would imagine we'll have certainly been pre-agreed with Bill Kenwright, which is, look, Bill has wanted, been extra careful to bring in the right person, the right billionaire, and it seems like truth is word, this is what he's done. And he's not quite, I think Phil sums it up best, really. Mm-hmm. He said he's given him the keys to Goodison Park, but he's kept the spares. He's only saying you can come in 49.9%, yeah. Yeah. but we've still got this capacity for the early days. If you do something mad, like decide to change us, you know, red kits, call us Everpool or something, you know, in theory, there's still a mechanism to outvote him. Although uh, I understand it it would be very unrealistic, but Mm. it could happen. Mm. And then when he's convinced, you know, that his intentions are as he said they are, and he's the right man, which I'm sure he's pretty much on the way to being convinced about that now. But when he's proven a bit of that, then as you say, the gradual, he'll then, Purchased the remaining shares to take them up to seventy-five percent, and then I guess for him it's after that whether he wants to go and have a complete takeover. But I would guess at seventy-five percent, that's lot you know a lot of control over the club. And then
1: you, you, at that point, you're talking to minor shareholders and individuals. and yeah. You know, you might it might be difficult for. To, to buy those shares off yeah. people, you know, you might get your supporter in Bolton who's got a couple of shares and mm, quite yeah, happy. Yeah. Suppose de- de- it depends what he's offering. Of as well, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, of course, yeah. But then yes. yeah, some
0: people might say, "Look, I'd rather actually, I'd rather yeah, remain and yeah, be a yeah. shareholder of
1: yeah. my football club." But you know, we're, we're going
2: uh, way beyond the here, way yeah. the way Bill Kenwright's done this deal, because it's very rare you will see a billionaire come onto the football club and take that 49% and be risky. But so- I think
0: that's interesting, though. So I think it's because of the specific circumstances that Mishiri finds himself in. Most billionaires, you would imagine, would say, you can do what I'm going on. Yeah, yeah. It. I long, totally nothing. agree with you. yeah. But because he's seen the frustrations of his friend and business partner, Elise Shersmanov, at Arsenal, hmm. he's seen him be unable to have a say, despite having what is now 50- 30%. He still can't get a seat on the board. Mm. He still hasn't got a massive say. He's influential. He's he's Mr. Big Around Arsenal. Mm. But there's bigger fish in that pond. Yeah. And he's probably thinking, well, so by even by Usmanov standards, he's been a periphery figure, albeit you know, a, a lucrative one on the sidelines. And he's thinking, well, 49.9% for the short term gives me a lot of clout at Everton. Yeah. And before long, I'll be the main man. Yeah. So maybe he's got a bit more patience and he can see the bigger picture in the way that a Middle Eastern guy coming in, you know, a sheikh stepping yeah, off the yeah. plane who's used to buying small islands and stuff like that, or two Americans might not have that patience and that long-term view. Mm. I actually find it heartening that it does, it? yeah is willing to accept that. That patience bodes well for me. No, so, I'd agree. I'd agree. I totally agree. Uh, uh, it,
2: it, it's, it's just rare that you'd get someone with that much power and financial clout behind them that they're willing to accept that. So it just shows you yeah. how it respected and what Bill Kenwright's going to be respected for the decision he's done to get this deal through because we all thought it was the two Americans and everyone thought this is happening. But to do this deal it, it's just it's, it's perfect for Everton. It's absolutely perfect. It, I don't see no reason why it shouldn't be.
0: Look, history We again, I keep stressing it we don't know yet what machine is going to turn out to be like we're all talking in the midst of optimism, and the initial kind of statement that he's put out, and what the, what we hear from the manager, Phil's case, so on and so forth. But the signs are very good,
1: and you've got to remember this has been, you know, the famous decade-long search. And, yeah. You know. You know. Obviously, the club have never been more sort of attractive. Yeah. Now than ever, type of thing. But you'd, you know. The chairman has waited a long time to find the right person, hasn't he? And so that's what's that's fueling, I guess, yeah. the optimism that he's, he's waited and waited and now made the decision, you know, in the midst of more interest than ever before, yeah. that this is the right person. And for what it's worth,
0: I think, I don't know if you use it the same, but my gut instinct was never, I was always wary, and we've said that yeah, word, yeah, wary yeah. about mm. the Americans. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it was because they'd sort of gone halfway down the road to Swansea and then, be, and then that didn't happen. Maybe it was just you know, the fact that there was mixed reports on them from their time in America. Some good, some not so good. Maybe it's just the fact that there were two Americans, one a Texan. Mm. And you only really have to look across the park. And recent headlines in the Echo last couple of days, yeah. see the mess, Hicks and Gillette yeah. Yeah. almost left Liverpool in. And certainly the, you know, what they've inherited as a pair of merchants. Yeah. But for us, we've avoided that. And we've got someone who's got Premier League experience already. I mean, you look at
2: Americans as well in the Premier League as owners, it doesn't bode well. And you see, like, Aston Villa, what's happened to them? Oh, yeah, he's put a few quid in, but Man United. Well,
0: Stan Kronk's had... America, isn't yeah. American, isn't he? And so is the Glazers. The
2: Glazers. And... But the Glazers are
0: saddling United effectively, as far as I understand, with debt upon yeah. debt. It's just that United are big enough to keep underwriting it. Mm. Going back to Moshiri, Greg, we've seen, obviously,
2: one or two small clips of Mr. Moshiri when he's talking. He knows his football, doesn't he? He's not, ju- he's not just a businessman. This he is knows it. his
0: football. This is it. You know, you, you get the initial statement, don't you? Know, um, Bill Canright told me what it means to be an Evertonian. It's a typical Everton statement, yeah, isn't yeah. it, really? But it does, it really encourages me that this is a football man. Why else would he want to buy into it? I'm sure he could do other things with his money.
1: Well, interestingly, that you know, Martin has said in the Echo, we did a piece with him on Monday night into Tuesday's paper yeah. about he would have had concerns if the person that Everton agreed with to invest didn't have a football background. You know, not only from his own point of view, I guess, in terms of, you know, there's, there's a trigger-happy culture about sacking managers, but also from the good of the club, I guess, in terms of, he's left, he's certainly left me with the impression that Mr Mashiri is looking and and, and really strongly and, and, and has his intentions to help build the structure of the club, so that's going to be a new stadium, you know, at other facilities and stuff, so it's not just a I'm am I'm I'm gonna come in and, and run it as a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more of a I wouldn't go as I you know, look, I don't know him yet, so I wouldn't go as so far to say it's gonna be a love affair. It may turn out to be like that, but it's gonna be, you know, from what we're told he's hands-on and he wants to be Because he was frustrated at Arsenal and couldn't be, he now sees Everton's opportunity to really run a football club. Well I wanted to
0: point to, to touch on that. I don't know what you just think again. I think Arsenal are great. I think they're a brilliant example. Of a traditional football club that have evolved in the modern era in the right way, they've kept the soul for me. They've got a good manager. I'm sure some Arsenal fans will probably disagree with me here, but mm. they've got an amazing stadium. They've got a world class team. And funnily enough, again I can hear the Arsenal fans going, "Ah, oh, but we're not, we're not as big as Bayern or Barca or Real Madrid." There's you not know. many teams are, though, are Yeah, all right. They'll probably end up getting the backside handed to them over two legs by Barcelona, as yeah. it happened. But they're up there. They're consistently challenging for honours now. If he can bring that, if, if Everton can become the Arsenal of the North, if you like, mm. he's there. He will have spoken to people who were involved in the Emirates becoming reality. He'll hopefully, having been a former accountant himself, have the business acumen and the financial ac- acumen to come in and ruthlessly go through Everton's ranks and say, this is what we need doing. And the contacts. I believe, I I believe he's very it? demanding. Mm. I believe... I think. So you mentioned yeah, yeah,
1: you know, speaking to various people, he's got an intention to detail, as I say, hands on, you know, demanding in a business sense and that he wants results. Um, and if he doesn't get
0: them he wants to know why. Yeah, and,
1: and he will try and find solutions in terms of giving people the right tools, the right resources, you know, the right backing to yeah. you know and that might not just be, you know, if if hypothetically results aren't going well, you know, speak to Roberto, it, it, it won't be, right, we're gonna go and spend fifty five million on a new striker. It will yeah. be well what what are your support Stuff like? What are your medical facilities like? Mm. What's your data analysis like? Yeah. I, you know, this is
0: what we're led to believe. It's that sort of thinking for me. That, Without being on the inside in terms of like seeing the day-to-day operation at the commercial side of the club and not being too critical, the obstacles of a new stadium, which I don't doubt are many, it, you need that level mm. of business acumen and experience for me to come in and say, let's make this happen. Because for too long you've heard things about d- different problems why Everton... And largely, it's just come down to not enough money. And we hope, mm. first and foremost, that changes. But all the other obstacles that go along hand-in-hand hand with it, what we've heard about the, the challenges, you know, not owning this piece of land, yeah. the council want this, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can't find a retail partner. I understand that they're very real challenges, which have, would would cause anyone problems. But I'm hoping that this guy's big enough to go, well, let's get solutions.
2: It, it looks like that. way. He's got. The, it looks as if he's got... When he's got that much power and he's got that many contacts, surely that's only a good thing. What's interesting for me is well, he, that... He's got 15% still <laughs> the steel company, so exactly.
0: they'll be throwing together the, uh, the <laughs>
2: scaffold. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I think what's interesting for me is that he doesn't seem... Yeah, obviously he's a wealthy man, but he doesn't seem solely based on money for me. I know that's maybe contradicting myself, but... If he was just happy just taking money he hasn't come to Everton obviously he wants to make money obviously but he wants to make a success of the football club because if he wanted to just solely make money he would have been happy just keeping his 15% at Arsenal Football Club cashing in on the Champions League money cashing in on the Sky money his Premier League money they make... Arsenal's a cash cow we've all seen that he mm-hmm. had 15% to that yeah, yeah. and he could have been sat there every single season just taking the money and well, like have... everyone yeah, else is at Arsenal exactly. he could have done that but he chose not to he the... chose to sell up and go and have some power himself and own a football club himself. And that's what I like.
0: There's still a slight chance, albeit getting less and less every sort of passing fixture list, uh, period of fixtures, that they could win the title. Yeah. And how much would his 15% be worth come May if they're champions? Yeah. You know, but he's decided to go, well, you know what, I'll take, we believe, 200 million, which is crazy when you think about what their overall value must be. For me, 15%, mm. give it to his mate or whatever, and come and stick it into Everton.
2: That's only a good thing, isn't it, Phil, that he's chose, he, as I said, he, he could have easily just cashed in at Arsenal for the rest of his mm-hmm. life, couldn't he? But he chose to get the safe option at Arsenal, happy days, but no, he chose to get out and have some power himself. That's a good thing. Yeah, it doesn't
1: appear like he's just going to sit on the investment, is it, and just let it grow? Because Everton will grow in that respect, won't they? You know, the, Their value is only going to increase. So, no, I agree with you. I think it's, it's wholly encouraging that he appears to want to be hands-on and it's that kind of... You know, he's a football man, as we say, from what we believe. He likes football, you know, from what I'm told, he was always at the Arsenal games anyway, uh, even though he didn't have that influence at boardroom level that he wanted. And he now gets his opportunity, you know, with Bill Kenwright and John Woods, etc on the board to to change the direction of a proud and fabulous football club um, and change the course of its history.
0: The other factor that's been mentioned in terms of his presence is his ability to help Everton retain the top talent. Mm. So obviously we're talking about players like retaining, players potentially like John Stones, Ross Barkley, Romelu Lukaku. Now, without being a misery, so I think you could have any investor in, and that still doesn't mean necessarily that people like Rom or Stones, I think Barkley's a separate case, mm. are necessarily going to stay if you get in inverted commas, bigger clubs already in the Champions League coming in in the summer because we're not going to finish in the top four I think it's all well and good asking players like Barkley and other players to invest in the future but if you're of a level of Lukaku whatever you think of his if it, up and down performances this season at times he's proven that he is a top Premier League goal scorer. obviously Stones has got this reputation now you wonder maybe if his price tag's been diminished a little bit yeah, by recent yeah. weeks. Do you think he will actually help keep them? Or do you think they've moved beyond that now and we're just waiting for the summer?
2: I think what what it does to it, puts a different complexion on Everton as a club selling players now. Because there's no... Obviously, they've done well to keep older of John Stones in the summer, don't get me wrong. But now you're looking at it and you're thinking, first of all, they didn't need to sell him in the summer. So... Now, with an investor, a billionaire involved, they don't, definitely don't need to sell them. Yeah. So the only opportunity that could arise is if a Champions League club does come in for them, obviously. But they've got, they're going to have to be top-notch, these clubs now. They can't yeah. be anyone who's trying to break into the top yeah. four, because that's where our competitors so, are.
0: For example, Chelsea are probably going to end up in the Champions League. It'd be a stretch to imagine them getting mm. fourth. I'm gonna believe the days where they'll come in like they did in summer with derisory opening yeah. bids, in the hope that well, Everton are a bit skint, they might have to take it. Clubs are gonna to have to be serious with us. You know, it's gonna to have to be a stupid Barcelona, money. a Bayern, a PSG. Well that's, that's, if it
2: isn't, sorry. If it is, if it isn't a Barcelona or a Real Madrid, if it's someone of a Man United, they're gonna to have to come in with ridiculous amount of bids. And I mean, like you're talking John Stones, sixty millions. It's gonna to have to be stupid. Because if if they don't match the, if Everton don't see them. There's no need, there's no need to sell. What's but the
0: point? It'll only be player power, won't it?
2: Yeah, that's all it'll do. But even then, Everton don't have to. I don't have to sell the balls in Everton's court now. There's no need to sell any of these players no more. No, I I
1: I'd agree, and I think that, you know, look, call is naive or whatever. But I think it's making, particularly John and uh, Lukaku. I think it's making them think twice. I think this whole thing now will make them think twice about. You know, they may have had it in their minds, you know, I'm look, I'm second guessing them here, you know, this isn't they've not mm. said this, but I think in their heads they may have had a career plan which was perhaps without Everton yeah, to yeah. The start next season. You know, it's not
0: yeah. transfer, But I yeah. think I best.
1: think now they they might be questioning that because in theory what you're looking at is you've got Roberto sitting down with them at the end of the season and, and their representatives and going, Look, well, I'm signing X, Y, and Z, do you want to be a part of it or not? And I think if they think, well, actually, that sounds pretty good. Hmm. X, Y, and Z, Yamalenko's going to be firing the crosses for Rome, We'll have some yeah. of that, won't we? Yeah. So I think I don't think it's cut and dry. The manager's definitely been encouraged by it. I think he feels more confident ever that he can keep those players. But I think it's making them think twice. Um, but also on the flip side, I think the, the current squad have got a job to play in this because I think a strong finish this season, and however they do it and however likely... We all think it is if they can qualify for the Europa League whether that's through the FA Cup or a league position that's going to help attract these players because Everton may be able to um you know break their club record transfer fee twice over maybe this summer but are they getting the the exact players they want if they're not in Europe that's yeah. that's an interesting factor I think
2: one well, one thing I'd like to ask you Greg is that we've Phil just talking about on the field there's 12 games remaining, isn't it? Possibly, whatever. Do you think that there's a different level of pressure on the players now and the manager since this Well, Joey went? Barton
0: reckons there is. You've seen yeah. Joey Barton's comments. Yeah. He thinks that the news of this investment and the potential it brings does put extra pressure on the manager. I'm not sure it puts as much pressure. Like, Do I, you I, think- I see what he says. Not really. Is is in basically in a, in So a, don't you a think?
2: do you think the players are now worried? Players, about, yet. And the manager, players, the well, manager, well. and the players. All all of a sudden, there's a different amount of pressure on Everton now. Because if these players don't perform, yeah, yeah. the players are out it all? I, see I see the think I think initially it's the players. Yeah,
1: but it's then after the summer and what we spend. That's when the pressure to deliver becomes stronger. I think this. Manager. Yeah,
0: I think this mm-hmm. time next season, or earlier. If Everton are languishing in mid-table, then you're really talking about pressure on the manager. Definitely. But don't because forget, it
2: could be to start the first eight games if Everton starts on getting results. Could be. It could well be. But this is but what I it, think it's... This all boils
1: down to Mr machiri being in inverted as a football man, and with the guidance of, of the chairman still there, maybe it's, that's the perfect balance in kind of understanding and avoiding knee-jerk reactions. Equally, he's a businessman who wants results, so it's going to be really interesting. Hopefully i all does work out and we're not we're not talking about these sorts of
2: situations interesting to say that Phil because the video that I've seen of Mr Mashiri when he's talking about Arsenal when he was a shareholder there he talks about where one of the journalists asked him a question about Arsene Wenger and you'd expect him to see his contract out and he says I do expect him to see his contract out and sign another one because I like the idea he likes the romance of Arsene Wenger being an Arsenal manager for what he brought so he does understand that level of being loyal to a manager. So, obviously, for Roberto Martinez, that can only be a good thing, surely. Definitely, and
0: that's what I mean, why the pressure would fall more on the players at first. Yeah, I think so.
2: Because, yeah, the players will be
1: feeling the pressure because they know that the manager's got the funds and resource to go, if I wasn't good enough,
0: he'll replace me. Which he probably, to an extent, hasn't had beforehand. I'd love to hear Penny for David Moyes' thoughts. (laughs) He must be, some small part of him must (laughs) be pig sick he always, you know, would like to, have, you know, like to have spent mm. without any kind of mm. limits. And he always believed that he was just, uh, you know, his breath away from making Everton a. Mm. Well, he did make the top fourteen, awesome. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. In fairness to him, but uh, he just couldn't to- break that
2: glass ceiling, as he sp- so to speak. Exactly. And his record transfer was Fellini, fifteen million. Yeah. yeah and yeah. already in that time, Roberto Martins has smashed that with Rom. Do you think Everton? with the potential of summer, may smash that club record again. game for them. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd, 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 I'd say no doubts, but I think they'll come very close. I think so. I think they'll come close. Or what you'll find is it may end up being sort of net record spend for one window for Everton Football Club, you know, in terms of you might buy three players, but it might be the most we've ever spent in one window. Mm.
0: I think they're smashing it all day. Do you think so? Because I think the way it's going, £25 million in the, I think you'll see a lot of clubs spending about £25 million. The Especially
2: them clubs that we named before, or with new managers. I think
0: 25 million will become the new 15 million and so on and so forth until the bubble finally bursts. Because I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Mm. And all those other leagues around Europe must look at the Premier League and go, Cash cow. Do you think this is this takeover? Obviously, with
2: Everton spending in the summer, do you think it's come at not a bad time, but it could have been at a better time? In regards to the other football clubs, they'll have the financial. Well, in a as perfect
0: well. world, it would have come five years. Ago. You know, we're, we're joking about Moyes. That it would have come when Moyes was knocking on the glass mm-hmm. ceiling with that team that finished fourth, and so on and so forth. But it it's come now, so it's a bit of a redundant question. I know what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of a level player field than it's ever have ha, ever has been before. But you can flip that on its head and say, well, that's more all the more reason why you need to get a little bit of an advantage. If it's all fairer than it's ever been before, you'll take any advantage you can get, surely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah. No. absolutely. So I think for Everton fans
2: right now, they, they've got to be optimistic now, haven't Greg, with this takeover the way it's going? Hugely.
0: Um, it's it's just it is really, really good news. It's really encouraging. Like I say, I, I wanna hear what he's got to say for himself, I wanna look him in the eye and sense personally first before I kinda like start with any two wild predictions. But really encouraged, really infused and really looking forward to, as I said, the biggest period of change for the good, we hope, in the club's history. I think what's great to see as well... Is Certainly that since, is, sorry, John Moores anyway.
2: Yeah. I think it's great to see is that there's no divide now with the Everton fans.
0: That's what I was there's saying. There's always been
2: like, like fan groups and anti-boards and all for the... And, it just seems to be everyone's together now, and that can only bode well for these last 12 games, especially...
0: I, I, think, especially... You'll, I think
1: you'll notice it at Goodison on Saturday. you know. Definitely. I do.
0: Well, something's got to change at Goodison, because I was going to mention that as we move more towards things on the pitch. I do, I
1: do genuinely feel there'll just be a great atmosphere. Even if Mr Mashiri isn't there, which I'm not quite sure if he will be. Don't He'll know, be just, there, Phil. I've just, just got a feeling. I mean, yeah. you might call me naive again, but I just, think, I just think the whole place is just going to go change if they don't
0: get a
2: home result especially on the back of this news surely they, they never can, can. exactly <laughs> i mean
0: as it happens they're facing a the team banging form mm-hmm. albeit with a day's extra rest quick look back before we uh, sign off at villa so thoughts on that game quickly it is
2: quite comfortable when that most sunday league teams will be beating aston villa wouldn't they at the moment the, 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 bramley, the, bramley, the bramley 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 moore have beat them most <laughs> teams with stanley parker beat beaten the back <laughs> I, I, I fear for Villa, obviously we all said it pre didn't we, before the match so I think um, Everton should have been nailing Villa for five or six there to be honest I thought um, it was only only a matter of time but made a couple of substitutions with which split opinions mine, I thought it was quite daft to just give a centre half, just game time it just come from me, just, just start nailing Villa for goals everyone else is putting fives and sixes past them I don't say we, why we should have to stop at three and start giving players run out for 10, 20 minutes just for the sake of it. Because everyone else is putting goals past Villa, but that's another story. But we got the three points, there's me moaning, we've been taken over, we've beaten Aston Villa. We're flying again, but there's me having a moan again, but it's happy yeah. days, isn't
1: it? Yeah, no, I echo most of what Tony said, very comfortable, didn't get our third gear, Did they only flickered into... Attacking life and when they yeah. when they when they did, <laughs> he scored, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. He scored, scored three goals the first six shots.
0: I mean, and if a... you were listening to last week, Funes Mori, first goal scorer, he did we, big, we bigged him up, didn't we? Yeah, yeah? <laughs> and we will be bigging him up for a few a uh, few months to come. By the looks the way he's playing at the moment, definitely. Well, West Ham will obviously be a really interesting game. Mm. As I say, they're flying high, so entertaining players. But the comments are hopefully a rejuvenated Goodison Park, where we can throw off the shackles of the toxic at times atmosphere this That's season. Bit, yeah and all get behind the club brilliant thanks for listening and we'll be back next week hopefully with Gavin Buckland who's on his a bit poorly this week got man Mm -hmm. flu so we wish him well big Gav Buckland and uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next week thanks for listening
2: Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij de Sony Xperia XA2. Voor 19,50 per maand, 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Week. Kijk op ben.nl Let op. Geld plenen kost geld.